Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. There's a lot of misinformation out there, but the truth remains indisputable. I'm Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and every day I'll be bringing you a full dose of truth on my show, Indisputable. We cover criminal justice, social justice, politics, racism, police brutality, and everything in between. I even make space for conservative voices, but not before they step into the bullpen, where I debate them on their policy agenda. In January, I hosted They Called Him Radical, a special tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It features myself, Senator Nina Turner, Ricky Smiley, and Sharon Reed. Together, we reflected on Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy, his real legacy, and considered what we can all do to continue to fight for a better world. Listen to Indisputable and They Called Him Radical on Apple Podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. Hello, Sarah. Hey, Holly. Welcome to Uncovered. Guess what we're doing today? What? Well, have you ever heard of, or maybe you saw it in real time as I did. Uh, Back in 1988, Geraldo did a expose. I have serious (laughs) quotes around this. About devil worship. Oh my god. I'm so excited. When you said the word Geraldo, I was very excited. (laughs) So okay, well, first things first. While I was watching the special, which I'm going to share the highlights. Oh my god. Um, and I have to say that um I thought, why hasn't anyone called him Horaldo? As in he's a fucking horror show. And manipulator. I yeah. don't like Horaldo. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your view on Horaldo? Oh yeah. So I mean, I just instantly picture that mustache, and I think of him in the eighties. And the first thing I think of is the big special that he had where he was unveiling the vault of Al Capone. Do you remember that? <laughs> I sure do. Oh my god! And it was like live, and they kept coming back to it. They would show them just like digging away at this concrete wall, like in the bottom of a basement in Chicago or something, I think it was. And then it would cut away to like clips about Al Capone and then come back and still like they'd find like an old gin bottle. And then later they'd find like a shoe. And it was like nothing was happening. They didn't find anything. The whole country was like built up to watch this. And my whole family was watching it like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Waiting around the TV to see what they would find. They literally just found like a concrete wall full of garbage. Yeah. (laughs) Which is basically how I feel about Geraldo's career. (laughs) His mustache is just like dripping with sweat. (laughs) He's like, please, dear God, let them find something in the last five minutes. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, I have to say, it's pretty miraculous that he recovered from that and like still had a career. Yes. He did a documentary in 19... uh, Documentary. He did a exclusive for CBS, I believe, in 1988 called Devil Worship. And the way that the announcer says the name of this show is incredible. So this is how the announcer on the show announces the show, okay? Devil Worship. Exposing Satan's Underground. (laughs) Obviously, I'm exaggerating, but the guy gets really cheery. (laughs) 
That's weird. <laughs> it's super weird. I think he's a Satanist. <laughs> They're everywhere. They're in our midst. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so do you, did you see the devil worship special? I mean, I'm, I probably did. It sounds like it's right up our alley. Mm. I, I know that I feel like you did because I feel like we talked about it and made fun of it. We had to have. Because yes. we really made fun of the satanic panic as kids. I mean, it was so blatantly <laughs> insane. It's true. <laughs> I think we drew a lot of pentagrams. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and made like the devil horn symbol a lot. Yeah. <laughs> also, just to get a picture of Sarah and I, we're like, and we're just like two little girls that <laughs> like to like go at the go to the mall and like giggle at boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we were not listening to heavy metal. In fact, we were in the New Kids on the Block in like fifth grade. So, because also we saw something on Richard Ramirez. Oh my gosh! And we were like making fun of him too. I think yeah. it's pretty cool that we used to make fun of serial killers when we were in grade school. I think it's cool. <laughs> we were hardcore. So, no one was off limits. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so with this documentary, Geraldo lets you know right from the start that he's going to be taking the topic of Satan seriously. And in this country, no one but him has been taking this seriously up until this point. <laughs> like, that's his vibe, you know. He says, it exists, and it's flourishing. And then he's like, I'm going to spend those two hours showing you how teenagers are especially vulnerable to Satanism. There's like a panel of people mm-hmm. in person with Geraldo. Then there's TVs lining the back wall and all of the TVs have heads of people that are being wired in to join the discussion as Geraldo sees fit. So they're just all watching in the background, which is kind of weird because there's just like Ozzy Osbourne moving around in the background. Then it also cuts to footage of Geraldo in these various places having these uh, experiences with people about Satanism. He interviews some kids about metal, about how, why is it that heavy metal seems to go hand in hand with Satan? And I was thinking, well, it could be that it's because everything that a certain fundamentalist group of people don't agree with they call satanism mm-hmm. uh ozzy osborne tries to point out that he is not a satanist and also that he has written songs referencing satan at which point geraldo cuts him off and goes to somebody else how he was the investigator on this case where a 14 year old killed his mom brutally and then killed himself and how he had satanic paraphernalia in his bedroom. And he had uh, had like diary things of like Satan, 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 right? But what Geraldo didn't give Ozzy a chance to talk about was that the songs that he has that are like about Satan are actually about like 
how Satan's bad and was trying to trick him. Oh, really? Yeah, they're not like I worship Satan. And in oh fact, uh, the I can't remember his name, but like the the main like guitar player in Black Sabbath is like a hardcore Catholic. He's <laughs> they're not satanic. And the other thing that Ozzy did get a chance to say was. I was writing this music at a time and a place that was very dirty and grimy and dingy. It was this very like working class neighborhood, a super dreary in Britain. Like he was explaining like the atmosphere in which he wrote his music. And mm-hmm. he was actually, I was, it was like kind of nice to see Ozzy like articulate. <laughs> um, it, to me, he seemed very genuine about like, I'm making music cause I want people to have a good time and to like, to like transmute their negativity into something positive where we, and he even mentioned like, you know, at a concert, like everybody's coming together and like having a good time and that that's what I want. But Geraldo was like, Oh, I got you to admit that you have a song that has Satan in it. Okay. Next (laughs) I'm moving on here because he's, he questions people and edits things the way that an aggressive defense attorney on law and order will ask a leading question and then not let the person answer all the way. Mm-hmm. And they only answer to the point where it makes it sound incriminating. Yeah. So. You just want to get that sound bite where he like says the word Satan <laughs> and play that over and over. Exactly. So yes, it's horrible that a child killed his mom mm-hmm. and then killed himself. He's 14. Like putting things in his room that had like 666 written on it. Mm-hmm. You know what else was on his wall? Because they showed a picture of this kid's bedroom. The biggest thing on this wall was a giant cross that was actually the right side up. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, nothing screams Satanist like a giant cross right side up. So that mm-hmm. was a little weird. I was like, that's a weird example of a Satanist when like the only thing I can recognize on this wall in this picture is a legit cross. There's a inner, it cuts to a, a metalhead at a concert at a King Diamond concert. Geraldo's like, so why are you all Satanists? <laughs> you know, because Geraldo's so unbiased with his way he asks his questions. Yeah. And the kid's like, you know, it's probably not Satan. He's like, maybe it's the parents screwing up the kids. This is a 17-year-old, you know, he looks about 17, 18, pointing out the obvious. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you look back on um, when the satanic panic is happening, it's, like, right at the height of us going, where are the parents? Where are our parents? Why are they yeah. leaving us at home at eight, at the age of eight or, like, Telling us to go outside to play and not and being totally cool with not checking in with us for like six hours, six hours, more like 12. (laughs) And it was like and it was even worse in the 70s. Like our parents were more cautious because we were on the late end of the 80s. But Mm -hmm. the people that were the kids in the 70s and early 80s, it was like really major parental neglect (laughs) going on. Yeah. Not to mention, like, the skyrocketing of divorces in the 70s and 80s, mm. which is the first time that families had, like, kind of crumbled in mass, and there were all of these, like, refugee 
children, you know, of divorce who are suddenly thrown into these single family homes where now the mom has to work extra if she even ever worked before. Mm -hmm. So she's either working for the first time or working extra to keep the family going. They barely see their dad. Like that's like a big deal that, but, but you know what? It's probably not any of that stuff. It's probably just Satan. (laughs) (laughs) It usually is. So of course, Geraldo doesn't explore any of this. I mean, this kid just like basically gave him like, Oh, we can look into the, uh, problems in our society. No, let's not do that. Let's blame it on Satan. Um, Geraldo so- <laughs> just like moves on. He's like, bye. He does. Person. He does. Oh, <laughs> um, that's what he does over and over. So then he cuts to an interview out in the woods oh, with God. a a police officer talking about how he thought that the Satanists. One of the key things that Satanists do is they cut as a rite of initiation is to cut off the right pinky finger at the knuckle ooh, and then turn it into a necklace. Oh, my God. So if there's all these secret Satanists running around, then why is it that I never see anybody who's missing a pinky? That's so weird. I just met someone who... Is missing their right pinky finger today. Oh my god. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) It got cut off. She said in an accident. Uh Now I'm not sure. We're going to do a reenactment right now because it's now 1987. The only solution to this is you need to talk to her and you need to hypnotize her. (laughs) And you need to ask her questions like, who in the satanic cult did this to you when you were a little girl? <laughs> I mean, do it under hypnosis because that's definitely how you get the truth out of people. Yeah. I have a question <laughs> with the pinky finger. Um, <laughs> so did they cut off their own pinky finger and then wear it as a necklace? Or are they wearing <laughs> other people's? I got the impression that they were like mixing and matching. <laughs> like a friendship yeah, that's <laughs> like where you take one half and exactly takes the other. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like a it's one step up from a pinky swear. Exactly, that's yeah. the ultimate pinky swear. <laughs> like, do they dip them in formaldehyde? Did they just let it rot around their neck? Did they boil it and get to the bone? I have a lot of questions about it now. Yeah, well, you know who didn't have a lot of questions about it? <laughs> Geraldo. Geraldo had almost the no questions. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, so then he switches to graffiti, which has, of course, he picked to show uh, graffiti that says Ozzy mm. on it. There has on to be it. an anarchy sign. And oh, there, has there was. to be a pentagram. 666. Mm-hmm. Right. All the standard symbols that say, hey, mom and dad, <laughs> I hate you, and I want you to be bad. Mm-hmm. I want you to worry about me. Because yeah. I'm bad now. That's like the Satanism starter kit. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Look what you did to me. <laughs> but also, here's the thing. It's not Satanism. Like, Satanism as a church has nothing to do with Christianity. They took the name Satanist because it's like uh, the dweller, like dwelling in your earthly pleasures. 
what really I would say it's like um, indulging in your sovereign right to treat your body, to treat your own body however you want. That's like the core principle value of the satanic churches as I understand Hmm. them. Actually, the satanic temple does a lot of work to make sure that people have religious freedom. Framing abortion access as a religious freedom according to the standards of the satanic temple. It's pretty brilliant. I'm not going to like go into a lot of detail, but it's pretty brilliant uh, political strategy and they have a lot of success with it. Right now they're... You um, seem to know a lot about this. I'm I do. Scared. I'm a member. I'm a member of the satanic temple. I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> I can't podcast with the Satanist. <laughs> My family was Southern Baptist. <laughs> so they had a... This Christmas... At mm-hmm. the Illinois State Capitol, did you see? The Baphomet. That's okay. the Satanic Temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but see now. Like they had the baby, is Baphomet the baby yeah. Satan? No, Baphomet isn't Satan. Satan okay. is a concept Christian thinkers put the pagan nature god who is like a horned masculine god who is, like, responsible for the fecundity of the forest, also known as Pan. I was going to say, it sounds like Pan. Exactly. Okay. So, and then in the, uh, like, in the British Isles Uh and up in the northern European regions, there's a very strong pantheon of various gods and goddesses before the Christian invaders came in and said, worship our God or die, they go into a place and they demonize whatever the conquered people are using to keep their spirits up and to keep their faith. Okay. And so so, mm -hmm. at the Capitol, they had like the nativity scene, like the Mm -hmm. traditional Jesus Christian nativity scene. And so next to it, because Mm -hmm. of freedom of religion and separation of church and state, the satanic temple was mm-hmm. allowed to put their nativity and it mm-hmm. was like it looked like a little manger with like a baby baphomet mm-hmm. and it had like an umbilical cord and everything it was mm-hmm. really creepy looking mm-hmm. separation of church and state and baphomet is like he's part man and he's part animal mm-hmm. and part of what this is all about is like embracing uh, your shadow aspects as a human and seeing and recognizing that you're actually part of nature. And that that's why Baphomet is part animal. Oh. Because we're part animal and Baphomet is a symbol of the way in which humans seem uniquely celestial mm-hmm. and animal. Okay. Of the earth and of the heavens. Oh. That's what Baphomet is. Okay. It's just that these fundamentalist Christians are raised to say, if you don't believe what we believe, then that's Satan. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that has nothing, none of that has anything to do with Satan because Satan, what your, like the definite, your definition of Satan is not what we're talking about at all. So then Geraldo, um, so after he's still talking to this uh, sheriff guy 
who's talking about how uh, Satanist uh, pinky friendship necklaces. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to all of the graffiti. And then it goes to the boy who's like murdering his mother. He keeps putting an image, say, or a quote from somebody like Ozzy Osbourne with talking about brutal crimes that real people have committed. If you're just watching it and you're not watching it the way I'm watching it, and also, you know, with hindsight, and also I never grew up with any Christianity, so I don't have that predisposition of fear. Like my mom often made fun of Satan. The whole idea of Christians being scared of Satan, like she would make fun of that pretty actively. Like Mm. she was not into that stuff. And so, Mm. so I have all of that, right? Which leads me to a different skepticism than, say, if you're watching this show in the late 80s and you have been primed to already fear Satan. You've feared Mm -hmm. Satan your whole life, in fact. You know? And now you're watching this documentary that's on a network television by a a diagnosed journalist. (laughs) So, obviously, it's all true. And then on top of that, organizing the edits of the film so that all of the interviews go from Satanist talking about something or a teenager talking about something where they're actually trying to like make a point that I personally would want to hear to violent crime. Image of something that Geraldo and everyone else has decided is satanic, violent crime. Mm-hmm. And then when he doesn't get the answers he wants, he puts them into people's mouths. And then he says, so Ozzy Osbourne's kind of like lingering in the background there <laughs> and uh, <laughs> looking around. Biting the um, heads off of bats. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was doing in the background. <laughs> so then Geraldo's like, every kid who committed these violent crimes listened to heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Did he give any statistics on this or any data to back it up in any way? No, he did not. Yeah, every. That's 100% every. (laughs) Then he cuts to this kid, Sean, who murdered a boy. Awful, awful. Mm. Okay, they went into such detail that they had footage of this this 17-year-old boy who murdered another boy very brutally at the crime scene describing in graphic detail what he did the sounds oh my this is God. like this the interviews in this are obscene like i'm offended that you think it's okay to put this on television and that me as a, what, a 10-year-old, me as a 10-year-old, that I watched this with my mom mm-hmm. and that everybody thought it was okay because it's just on network television. Yeah, it's like prime time on network television, which was like the only thing a lot of people had. Yeah, unless you want to like read a book or something. Ew, gross. <laughs> um, okay, so this is, I feel like, have I been doing this for a while? Or is it just so terrible that it seems like it? Okay, so he's talking to this kid and he's like, it, it, this is Geraldo's like interview question. How does Satan make you commit murder? <laughs> That's what he asked the kid, 
Oh my God. So then Sean starts trying to explain that he got into putting all of these satanic symbols and listening to this angry metal music because he was mad at society. He was about to continue as why he was mad at society, why he was using these symbols as a way to show his, his anger. Oh yeah, Geraldo doesn't really care about that. He completely cuts <laughs> him off and goes to something else. Oh my God. He cuts to the mom of the murderer, the 17 year old. Mm -hmm. And she says, I feel guilty. I didn't pay attention. Mm -hmm. I saw the album covers. And they were hideous. Oh, my gosh. And she's talking about how he kept, like, putting these, like, very aggressive, violent, like, images in front of her. And she just kept ignoring them. And she was like, I just thought it was a phase. Da-da-da. And then she was like, she, then she, like, looks in the camera and she's basically like, you guys, like, parents, like, you need to ask your kids what the hell is going on in their lives. Sounds like good advice. You know, all of those symbols, like this pe the pentagram, which, I mean, don't even get me started on how that has nothing to do with Satanism. These kids latch on. They know they're presented a lot of the time. It's even that they don't know about any of the Satanist stuff until their preacher educates them. It's like how, you know, the D.A.R.E. program was like, oh, cool. Now I know what real weed looks like. <laughs> we were just talking about that yesterday and Dare came up and they were like that's where you learn about all the drugs that exist in the world that you could do yeah, exactly. in grade school <laughs> adulthood's gonna be fun guys <laughs> you know how kids uh, will progressively misbehave because their parents aren't aren't paying attention to them or because they're maybe they're there's some kind of n abuse or neglect they're crying out for help their culture that's immediately around them is telling them that if you really want to get a reaction out of the adults start drawing pentagrams on everything start wearing metallica t-shirts start listening to black sabbath Mm -hmm. and you're going to set off alarm bells and your parents are going to come running to you mm. and they're going to beg to know what's wrong. Why are you so angry? But then the parents don't do that. It's Satan. Satan's got a hold of our children. It couldn't possibly be anything we did. I mean, think about the kids that we went to school with that turned into quote unquote burnouts. Oh yeah. I've been thinking about them this whole time. Those were sweet boys mm -hmm. in grade school. Or maybe not sweet, but they weren't monsters in grade school. Right. They were neglected. Sometimes they were dirty. Mm -hmm. It was pretty obvious that, like, they weren't getting the level of parental care that they needed. Right. And then, boom, eighth grade, tight black jeans, black high tops, Black metal shirt, long hair, mm -hmm. cloud of smoke around them, <laughs> leather jacket. Now they're a badass. <laughs> right. And everybody will forget that vulnerable little kid that, you know, smelled like pee or whatever. <laughs> no, that's a really good point. 
the neglect mm-hmm. is obvious and the poverty, the correlation of this to me with poverty is also very clear. From the people I've known that would be considered Satanists by the standards of the Geraldo exclusive. Right. Poor backgrounds mm-hmm. with abusive or neglectful parents and had generally not great childhoods where they probably got bullied. You're right. There's always one that stands out in my mind who we've talked about before, and I'm sure you're thinking of him too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Poor guy. Yeah, and he ended up dead. Yeah, like young. Mm-hmm. Very young. Because every time he cried out for help and his parents ignored him and teachers ignored him or just said, you're bad, you're, mm-hmm. uh, you must be of Satan now, that it made him go, well, I got to up the ante. I got to be badder and worse and more evil. The thing with, with him, this boy we knew, that we grew up with, like we went all through grade school with this kid mm-hmm. and he died very young. He took it out on himself. He took that pain out on himself ultimately because there was something tender inside still. I'm getting sad. I know. But see, this is why people, it makes it easier to just go, well, it's Satan. Cause right. they don't, then they don't have to get sad and they don't have to think about how neglected children are sometimes and they don't have to think about how exhausted they are as parents because they're in a fucking shit economy mm-hmm. and they have to work to the bone to barely get by because the whole like system of unions is collapsing in the United States and everything's going overseas. It doesn't have anything to do with any of that stuff. It's just Satan. Yeah. Satan is the scapegoat. <laughs> Exactly. And also, just to clarify, all of these horrible fucking stories that they tell about, like, the child ritual abuse and all of that crap, which Mm -hmm. I'm, like, not going to get into. Yeah. It's all the same story that Christians told about the Jewish people to persecute Mm. them through history. And also, the Romans said about Christians... The Romans used to go around saying that Christians ate babies. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah. It's the same fucking story. Whoa. It's the story of this is what we say about scapegoats. And now, like, the Republicans say that Hillary Clinton and the Democrats, like, drink Mm -hmm. babies' blood or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's still happening. Yeah, exactly. It's It's the same story over and over again. Okay, so these people... Biden, Clinton, all of these people, they're in their, like, at least their 60s. Mm-hmm. They're drinking the blood of, of. I guess there's supposed to be some, like, thing in it that makes immortality yeah. in the baby's blood. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's my problem with this. Are any of these people looking young for their age? Oh, my God. Just a question. I'm not saying I'm not criticizing people for looking the way they look at whatever age. That's not my point. I'm saying we have tangible proof that's not happening because if it was, they would look young. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it is happening. J-Lo, Paul Rudd, Pharrell, Gwen Stefani. It's them. Right. Yeah. It's Hollywood, right? Yeah. It's Hollywood. (laughs) Not Washington, (laughs) D.C. 
I mean, you can't talk about this stuff without mentioning that these stories, these exact stories are used over and over again to Mm -hmm. persecute whatever group another group of people decides they don't like. It's that fucking simple. You're right. It is that simple. (laughs) There um, is one more thing I really just wanted to talk about, and that was I, I felt like this was the perfect demonstration of Geraldo's style of manipulating, you know, the television audience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Geraldo and reviewed Manson. Oh, I forgot. Which I'm sorry. I know that Manson has a lot of horrible shit going on, but that interview is hilarious. <laughs> Manson, like oh, yeah. Manson in this interview, in that interview with Geraldo has some George Carlin vibes going on Mm, okay like in a good way i'm not complimenting him i'm just saying that you can't completely disregard that guy totally as crazy because he's not crazy at all yeah he had to have something going to get all of that pull mm -hmm. and he does yeah in fact i would say of all of the cult leaders that have been very publicized he's the only one I'm not saying I, I don't look at him and go, oh, I could have followed him. I don't think that <laughs> but at all. But he's the only one where I'm like, I could see how that would happen. Also, uh, that Keith Ranieri guy. Oh, my God. I can see how people got hooked into him. Because I, mm-hmm. I watched all the documentaries and they had so much footage of him mm-hmm. firsthand, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And because you just watch in real time, we're watching manipulating people. His technique could be attractive and could get people to think what he wanted about them. Like, I do understand it. I don't. Also, I mean, I my first instinct with that guy was like, like, he looks like he works at Radio Shack in 1989. Oh, you're right. Also, call me crazy, but. I want Leonardo DiCaprio to play Keith Raniere. Ooh, that'd be good. The movie. I think yeah. he's perfect for it. I think you're right. Because he's like just cute enough now. Like he's really not that cute anymore. But he could be like just cute enough where people could be like swayed by his looks a little bit as well. Like he's cute for a cult leader. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Not Keith Raniere. But... Yeah. Yeah. But Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio as a cult leader. As Keith Raniere, yeah. I think you're right. That would be good. Well, I saw a picture of him for some movie that he's he just came out The Don't Look Up. Yeah, that movie. So mm-hmm. I saw a picture. Uh, it was like the Netflix at trailer part. It just popped up. And um, he has that beard. Right. And there was something about the angle of the picture. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Keith Raniere. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And the glasses, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's this whole thing of like, there's Satanists in the army and they're doing ritual abuse on children. Oh God. Search Presidio Satanic Abuse Scandal. Okay. The first thing that pops up is a Wikipedia page under the heading Daycare Sex Abuse Hysteria. Mm-hmm. So that shows you like the level of uh, 
credence you can give to the Presidio satanic abuse scandal that now we know years later that mm-hmm. all of that stuff was just like insane. And I don't want to go into the like what they were convincing children to say because I actually think that the people that were investigating this satanic ritual abuse are the ones that are the abusers of mm. the children because they're mm-hmm. getting kids to I mean I don't even want to go into it. You can look yeah. up a really good There's like a whole um, podcast about yeah. it, right? Yeah, there's a whole there's like just look up satanic panic on your podcast app. You'll find mm-hmm. a lot of good ones. But what I want to talk to you before we wrap this episode up is I want to talk about how Geraldo goes from showing a little blonde girl who looks like she's about five or six. And he says, as this little blonde girl's on the screen, he says this, listen, as this little girl describes her horrific abuse. Oh my God. At which point she proceeds to describe things that I don't, I just fast forwarded through because I already know the stuff that they got these kids to say. It's like getting flushed down toilets and going into a sewer system where you come out in Hollywood and are made to have sex with celebrities. It's like that level of insanity. These like police officers are going, yes, tell me more. Oh my gosh. We have to take this seriously. Kids don't lie. You know, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's like kids lie all the fucking time. Okay. Right. And if if anybody is telling you that they got flushed down a toilet and were <laughs> into you know or like got sewn up into into an animal's stomach for eight hours or something like that's oh not possible. God. Like these things are not real. Those are some of the things they said. Yeah, I mean, like if you look oh up like the claims, like don't do that because it's awful and mm-hmm. you, some of the images are very hard to get out of your mm-hmm. head. They're like, okay, so then they go from that to. This Geraldo interview that he did with Charles Manson. Oh. Previously. This was for like a Geraldo exclusive, a different one. Charles Manson says, Okay, I killed everybody since day one. I murdered them all. I'm God and I killed everybody. Mm-hmm. And the way he's saying it is like he's very clearly just fucking with Geraldo because he thinks Geraldo's a jackass. Like <laughs> it's really clear that that's what's happening. Okay, uh-huh. if he was anybody but Charles Manson, it would be it would be obvious to everyone that he's just fucking around. Yeah. So then Geraldo says, "Or the devil." Now, mind you, Charles Manson said he was God. Yeah. Geraldo's the one that says. Or the devil. At which point Manson says, sure, you could use the word devil or demons or whatever you want to call it. At which point Geraldo says, mostly the devil in your world. And then Manson says, well, okay, I'll play. I'll play. Mm -hmm. He's like, I know your fucking game, Geraldo. I mean, come on. When Charles Manson is calling you on your bullshit... (laughs) Like, I think it's time to wrap it up and go home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is the clip that Geraldo, this like this is what a megalomaniac this guy is. Yeah. That he thinks the, the clip where Charles Manson owns him is like the clip to show to show that he's a Satanist. Mm-hmm. It's absurd. But then it goes from that to a cut of some serial killers who are alleged Satanists son of sam and 
that one guy that's really Ramirez? boring. Yeah, Ramirez. Mm-hmm. The most boring serial killer of all time, in my opinion. Um, besides the Green River Killer. So that's as far as I'm going to go. I'm nowhere near the end of that fucking documentary. Are you serious? No, not anywhere oh near it. I. Uh, it seemed like it was a lot more, though, right? <laughs> because the clips are edited together so small. The clips are so tiny. So there's like all of these people making a word collage <laughs> to support Geraldo's theory that Satanists are everywhere. So really what Geraldo did, he made a found poem of Satanism on how to be a Satanist and piss off the adults. Anyway, that's my that's my surprise for you. It ticks all the boxes. Uh, and I like your take on it. I like your perspective you. on it. And I think it's true that it's like the Satanism was really just like all those symbols were just like a cry for help. Those kids didn't really care about Satan or even really know about Satan. They just knew like the triggers. Oh, Geraldo. This is Holly's hot take. You have to believe in, you have to have some like fundamental belief in God and like a Christian God to believe in Satan. What was interesting quote. So this quote is from a Satanist that Geraldo had on his panel. So they just showed a bunch of clips of, you know, serial killers or whatever. And he's like, he says, this is a Satanist. He says, by our own standards, the people you've shown on these film clips would not be Satanists, present or past. They would be the failures of the conventional religion because everything they're doing as quote-unquote Satanists is just a hostile reaction and rebellion. And if there's not the Christian religion to begin with, there's no Satan. Right. That was great. Thanks. Thanks for the surprise. I forgot about that special, but I'm sure I watched it. Geraldo was like the dominated the 80s, man. Ugh, what does that say? I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so thank you. Um, I guess we'll wrap up this Uncovered. Yeah. And talk to you guys later. Mm-hmm. See you next Bye, time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. Welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose. We're two black girls invading the messiest reality dating shows on earth. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And this season, we're recapping Lifetime TV's hit show, Married at First Sight in Nashville. Married at First Sight (laughs) is a full-on hot mess of a social experiment. Each week on our podcast, we recap the latest episode and dissect the trials and tribulations these five newly married couples are going through, while also dissecting relevant dating, marriage, and relationship topics. And after five years deep in Bachelor Nation, we're now diving into the Married at First Sight universe. So come join us. Listen to us on all podcast platforms every Thursday and join our amazing community on Patreon at patreon.com slash twoblackgirlswomenhouse. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>